0: Welcome to Revealed in Ephesians. My name is Brianna, and we are going through the book of Ephesians. We are on week three, day four. And the exciting content this week is the learning about our authority in Jesus Christ to overcome and to walk in victory. And we've been learning that Jesus already paid the price and he's already won the victory and that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But not only is Jesus in me, I am in him and I am seated with him in heavenly realms far above all rule and power and authority and dominion. So this is absolutely phenomenal. We are going to pray right now and ask the Lord to fill us with revelation to understand this, because right now, I want to tell you today, I might not even talk about your specific need, but God knows your need, and He can meet that need today. He is an expert on your need, and we've already talked about that. And If you haven't listened to that yet, go back and listen to week three, day one. We talk about God being a specialist in your life and your needs. So let's go before our Father with confidence right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you with excitement and energy, Lord God, the energy of your Holy Spirit, loving you, thanking you for your masterful plan, Lord, that you predestined us before time began. From the foundations of the world, you predestined us to do good works. Lord, that is our destiny to overcome. Our destiny in Christ is to walk in the victory of Christ and to overcome. So God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will open up our eyes and open up our hearts to see you and hear you and to learn from your spirit, Lord. Give these women listening a special touch from you today. I pray their lives will be root, rooted deeply in you and to grow deeper into you, Lord God, as your word gets deep down inside of them. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want to encourage you, ladies, you're listening to the podcast, you get bonus points for listening to the bod- podcast. Um, also, do not just read through the book without doing The Bible study itself, where you're getting into God's word, because when you come to God's word and His Spirit is speaking to you, that is like throwing a match into a powder keg. It's going to just be unleashed in your life through the power of the Holy Spirit. You may have gone to the Bible your whole life and been bored out of your gourd, and it might have felt dry and confusing. But when you begin to ask God, to open it up to you and you begin to listen to him and ask him to open your spiritual ears and heart on a regular basis then you are going to see things happening in his word and in your heart and it is going to be special and what God wants to say to you he might tell you something specific that I did not even write about in this book so please make sure you don't miss a single thing the Lord wants to share with you it's exciting victory how do we find victory well first of all in order to find victory there needs to be a battle that doesn't sound fun to most women probably most women are would rather leave the fighting to the men although i'm somebody who's a little more like when i would watch superhero movies with my kids like the avengers the first avengers movie i would be like oh yes like i would wish i was a superhero or imagining myself like, oh, this is like the body of Christ, like they're all really misfits, and then they have these supernatural powers, and then Loki tries to distract them and get them to turn against each other, but then they learn to work together. Okay, so I'm a nerd that way, and I I have boys, so um, we watch The Avengers, and we watch all kinds of movies like that. But there has to be a battle, and whether we like it or not, we're in a battle. Whether you're in a battle for your health, or the health of a loved one, or in a relationship battle, or in a battle for a child who's just struggling with school or not struggling with school, and you wish they were trying to struggle with school. <laughs> you wish they were at least trying to, you know, make that effort. Um, maybe financial battle or battle for your mind. Maybe there's things that have happened in your life to you in the past, abuse, trauma, rejection, and you're in that battle. So whether we like it or not, even if we don't like the word battle, we are in a struggle. Here is the exciting part. If you want to see a great work of God, you have to also have a great trial. God can work in your life, in your everyday mundane life. God can speak to you when you're doing something mundane like washing the dishes. But one of the most powerful moments in my life was when my father had a stroke and it was, it was, you know, a big deal because my dad's a pastor. He's been a pastor for over uh, 40 years. And he counsels people, he preaches, he's a powerful man of God. He has an amazing counseling ministry called Small Voice Ministries, and he helps lead people to Christ, but also helps them deal with these kinds of issues specifically, um, teaches people how to walk out of anxiety with Christ and those kinds of things. And in an instant with a stroke, his speech was taken away from him. And in the emergency room, you know, when I walked in there, my brother was in there. My brother was Seth is in there praying for my dad, and you can only have two people back there at once. So um, Seth and I were in there, and Seth had prayed with him right before I got there. And then Seth was walking out, and Seth is a man of God, and he was full of confidence. That is what it means by being seated with Christ in heavenly realms and walking in the authority of Christ is even in the middle of a bleak situation to say, I know that God has all authority and that my life is hidden in Christ, and I am not afraid in this emergency room. In fact, I know in whom I have believed in, and he will... Hold what I have given to him and he will protect it until the day of Christ. And I have I have en- give entrusted my life to the Lord. And my father has, my brother has. And that I love that conf- that infectious faith and seeing my brother, and we know it's grim. We're not pretending it's not a bad situation, but we are determined we are determined. We are going to bring my father before the throne room of God with hope. And Seth prayed for him and Seth left so that my mom could come back. And I looked at my dad and he couldn't really talk to me. And I said, dad, I am going to pray for you right now because it is not going down like this. And it wasn't. I was like, this is not happening. And God gave me Faith in that moment, and he built me up in faith because he wanted to do something for my dad. And so I started praying, and I was in the middle of writing this study, and I was I I was embroiled in it. I was just basking in the word, and in, in the when this happened, and I said, "Dad, I tell you what, I'm praying." So I said, "Father in Jesus' name, I thank you that you love my father. You knew the stroke was going to happen. You." know what is going on in his body right now. You are in control. You are the master. You are the savior. You are the healer. You are the creator. And Lord God, my Father loves you and he is, he is sealed with your Holy Spirit. He he was redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus died and he rose again. So it is in that resurrection power of Jesus Christ that I speak to my Father and I speak to his brain and his circulatory system and I command it to submit to the word of the Lord and be healed in Jesus name and I prayed against the block I prayed against any blockages I prayed for his blood pressure and when I was done and I'm I'm not praying because I'm this great person I'm like excited with faith because of who I am believing in I know who I believe in and my dad, he he could talk just a tiny bit. It was very slurred. And he said, Brian, he said, I I want to pray. And even saying, I want to pray, he had a hard time saying that. But he started praying in faith. And he started standing against the enemy, the devil. And he did spiritual warfare. And as he did that, his speech came back. And he was able to talk in a full commanding voice. Hallelujah. And he still had a recovery process after that stroke. He still had to change his diet. He still took his medicine, but God healed him. He healed his voice and the enemy could not steal it from him. And that was my dad's story. Every story is going to be different because God is going to touch people in different ways. But I felt The thing the Lord was telling me during that trial was if you want to see a great move of God, you really have to walk through a great trial because we could not have seen that miracle if my dad didn't have a stroke, honestly. If everybody's always perfectly healthy and nothing else ever happens, nothing bad ever happens, we don't get a chance to see the move of God. Jesus said when his disciples asked about a man that was sick, they said, who sinned, this man or his parents? And he said, neither. He said, this man has this sickness so that God can be glorified in it. And so Jesus loves to heal people. He loves, loves, loves. And too many of us live defeated lives. Now, I am not saying that sickness makes you a weak Christian. I'm not saying any of that. And I'm never, would never say you shouldn't go to a doctor. We need doctors. We're thankful for doctors. We're thankful for everything doctors have for us that God has given them. But I am saying we have a great God, a powerful God that knows what your body needs, what your mind needs, what your soul needs more than anybody. In fact, one of Jesus's names is wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is the way maker. And so if you are struggling with something, that's an example of a sickness that Jesus had authority over. Jesus had authority over the physical, and that authority is because, first of all, he's God's son, second of all, because he submitted to the Father's will, and then it says in Philippians chapter 2 that because he submitted himself as a servant, that God exalted him to the highest place. Because Jesus was submitted as a servant and then exalted to the highest place, when we submit to him and we repent, then we can be exalted with him in his power so that God gets the glory. Amen. So also anxiety. Um, people that know me now, they'd say you're a pretty fearless person, and that's that's true. But I haven't always been a fearless person. There were times in my life where I would have panic attacks. I would have panic attacks at night. I would be shaking and crying, and I was consumed by fear. And the Lord has delivered me from that anxiety? Was it just like I snap my fingers and God takes away every little fear? No, no, no. That's not how it works. He taught me how to battle my fear. And as I walked through life with Jesus Christ and I sought his face and I said, Lord, I want victory. I don't want to live afraid. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of panic attacks. I need you to deliver me. Show me why I'm having these. He began to show me. And in each instance where I would seek the Lord's face, and it wasn't, this is the key phrase, it wasn't instantaneous. The Lord taught me truth. He, tra- he taught me truth, and he taught me about his love and And he taught me how to walk in that love. And the more I learned about Jesus, the more confident I became in Christ, the more times he delivered me from things that I was afraid of, the more I trusted him. And the more I submitted to that authority in my life. Because honestly, when you're afraid and you're anxious, you're not trusting in God. Because you're saying like, well, I know God can do everything, but I know God can, but my schedule's so full and I'm afraid this person doesn't like me, or I'm afraid, fear of rejection, or I get overwhelmed around people by what they're thinking about me. Um, I'm af- There's so many different types of fears out there. But the Lord wants to gently lead us and guide us and walk us out of anxiety. He wants us to learn how to take authority over a spirit of fear because Jesus is above fear. So you can also rebuke a spirit of fear and command it to leave in Jesus' name because you have authority in Christ. You're seated with him in heavenly realms above all rule and power if you are submitted to something like fear. Uh, And this is an honest, honest, um, personal story. I was submitted to fear. I listened to it. As a believer in Jesus, I did what fear told me to do. I didn't do what fear told me not to do. In that way, I had made fear a God. And I, I wouldn't have ever... Ever said I worship fear. But I did worship fear. on um, what and it can be, I'm not talking like scared. There's different types of fear. You can have fear where you're like shaking in your boots and crying all the time, or you can just have fear that makes your stomach upset, or gives you headaches, or makes you want to escape, or makes you want to go to sleep. But fear will tell you things that is are those things are not true. Fear will make you paranoid and think that person doesn't like me or that person looked at me the wrong way. Like the fear of rejection can overwhelm you. And if you listen to those thoughts and agree with them just because you thought them, you are submitting yourself under the authority of that fear and you're not submitting yourself to Christ. It says in James, in the book of James. It says that we are to—and this is about sin—it says that we're to grieve and mourn and wail over our sin, that we're to submit ourselves to God, humbling ourselves before the Lord, and He will lift us up, and then resist the devil, and he will flee. Too many of us are busy (laughs) submitting to the devil and resisting the Lord. We're too busy, like when the devil speaks lies to us, like, oh, I'm so worried about so and so, um, I'm so do you know that the devil can say, like, put those thoughts like those fiery darts coming at you. I'm so and it'll feel like your own thoughts. You never most people never hear like some weird, like scary voice in their head. That's not how the enemy works. He's not that stupid. He's going to speak to you in a like, oh. You'll never over I'll never overcome this. I'll always be worried. I'll always be this. I'll always have anxiety. I just need to manage it. Nobody understands. I'm just defeated because he wants you under his thumb. And if you say that's right. That's right I am. I agree with that and you're thinking those things in your head or in you're living like that, then you cannot submit to the truth in Christ that That Jesus can overcome everything and that he can bring you peace, that he's the prince of peace, and that he has a solution. Jesus is a better detective than Sherlock Holmes. Not only is he a detective, not only is he good at finding things out, he actually already knows where they are. And he wants you to become a detective, a Holy Spirit detective. He wants you to learn to ask the right questions. He wants you to learn to say, God, why is this happening? Why am I having these nightmares? Where are these nightmares coming from? What do you want me to know, Lord? He wants us to submit all of it to him instead of just assuming it's how we live our lives. And a battle sometimes can take a long time. I suffered from severe nightmares from the time I was young until I was about 21. They were very extreme. I don't mean to scare anybody, but they involved sometimes seeing things that were not of God. Um and sometimes there were even physical manifestations in these dreams where I could experience things physically. And I suffered under these periodically throughout my life. And I would pray and pray. And I would put on the full armor of God. And I would say, In Jesus' name, I rebuke these bad dreams. Like, and Jesus, Jesus, give me good dreams. And I would pray. And finally, finally, when I was 21, the Lord delivered me. And he delivered me. I I called my dad on the phone, and I said, Dad, I'm so tired of these dreams. I'll wake up, I'll pray, and I'll go back to sleep, and it starts where it left off. And I'll wake up, it's, it's tormenting. And he said, tell me about it again. And I described them to him that I would feel frozen, that I couldn't talk, that I couldn't say the name of Jesus, and that I couldn't move. And it was so terrifying. And he said, Well, that's your mother experienced those when she was young, and she was delivered from a spirit of frozen dreams and set free. And from that moment when he said that, I knew it was over, and I actually started laughing because I knew it was over. I knew that the Lord had uncovered the reason and for whatever reason, I don't know, but there was, for some reason, the Bible talks about this in it all through scripture, and we're going to be learning about this, that there was a generational spirit that was harassing me, a spirit of frozen dreams. And once I just declared out loud to this little booger, and I said, in the name of Jesus, I belong to Christ. I am forgiven and my ancestors' sins are not held against me. In Jesus' name, be gone and never come, at, come back. When I commanded it to leave, it never came back, and I was set free completely. And if you have ever had nightmares that are habitual and they never leave, you can know how sweet it is to be delivered and to be able to go to sleep and close your eyes and know that you're not going to have a nightmare. So I'm saying these things from personal experience that God can deliver you. And these stories that I've told you are just a few. It's a few drops in the bucket of my life. God works supernaturally and powerfully. And I could unpack in every podcast ways in which the Lord allowed me and allowed my family and allowed my friends to walk in authority in Christ to overthrow the devil, to overcome personal sin, to overcome personal strongholds. So we're going to keep learning about this. And the idea is, especially telling you about the nightmares, is not to scare you, but to encourage you that Jesus is greater than everything. And there is nothing, 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 nothing that is too difficult for Him. And sometimes we need to just learn to ask Him the right questions. And that's what I'm going to leave you with today. So seek the Lord in your life and start asking Him today, God, teach me to ask you the right questions. Show me how to seek your face so that I don't just have to rely on what Brianna says. I can go before you and hear from you. Lord, you are a personal God, and I want to know you, and I want to be set free, and I want victory in my life the way Brian is talking about. So that's my encouragement for you today. So come back tomorrow, and we're going to learn more about victory in Jesus. Have a great day.